0: you have until the count of five
1: i happen to love the number five it's a beautiful number a glorious number
0: you got to the count of five welcome to got to five Got to far wrestling podcast. I can't be too loud. I just got told off because things spike apparently and it probably hurts your little ears while you're listening. Max is warmed up right now. How are you feeling, Max? I'm good, mate. And yeah,
1: you screaming at people at the start of the episode probably doesn't make them want to stick around.
0: I disagree because um, I do it to people in real life and only about one in five run away.
1: That's good. That explains our listenership.
0: That's good odds. Um, so, how are you feeling? You're ill,
1: aren't you? I'm Yeah, I've got like a little bit of the snuffles and stuff, but uh, I've been fighting it with orange juice and lamb sip because it's the most important weekend of the wrestling year coming up, and I cannot right. be sick for it.
0: Right, you're playing it. You're playing it down now. You're trying to be all brave in front of the listeners, but um, when we just connected and oh there's sirens outside oh ambience and when we just um connected you were like you do the intro mate i don't know if i can do it i feel like i'm gonna die <laughs> now that we're like actually <laughs> recording you're like yeah no i'm fine it's just the stuff that'd be cool hey ma'am well we've got sirens as well you've got what sirens sirens oh it's all happening my sirens were silent they were just bright uh, it's
1: probably kicking off in Brighton then. Uh, yeah, but I've got to put on a brave face to the listeners.
0: Yeah, that's true. They can't see your face. It's an audio medium. But I appreciate the sentiment. Um, this is another short podcast. Hey, it's WrestleMania. Happy WrestleMania season, everybody. Happy WrestleMania season. That's
1: creeped up on me. I don't know about you. No, I, I've been preparing for this.
0: Oh, not me. Yeah, it was just like yesterday. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's WrestleMania. <laughs> I was like, Fastlane soon, isn't it? Oh, no, wait. That was ages ago. Um yeah, no, um, also quite a surprise, I'm not prepared for it, um, didn't even know Finn Balor had a match until about three hours ago.
1: He's, uh, he's demoning up, apparently, which is just kind of like a waste of watching that match, because if Bobby Lashley beats the demon, I'm fucking done.
0: Yeah, but he won't, will he? Exactly, uh, it's but Bobby. it's like
1: such a throwaway of a match that you just go, wow, well, that's gonna be pointless to watch.
0: I hope he wears a Statue of Liberty Brown. On his dick. On his, yeah. Um, Yeah, why not? I mean, um, he wears tight little um, trunks. We can see what he's packing down there. And I think he'd be capable of it.
1: I do too, Jesse. I do
0: too. I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh,
1: What? Uh, We are doing a short form episode this week
0: because they're easier to do. And I like doing them. They are more fun. And I feel like people... The only criticism we've ever really received is that our shows are too long. Which I still don't fully understand how how you can have too much of something good it's just not too much of a good thing I know it's an actual phrase but it's not actually true is it it's just something that like bitter people made up I think
1: no it's like those idiots who say money won't buy your happiness yes it fucking will Cheryl yeah
0: absolutely will but having said that all we ever do is complain about how long pay-per-views are so maybe there is some truth to it after (laughs) all
1: Oh, wrestling fans should be used to length by this point. But I took That's your um, criticism under advisement, and we didn't really. We just want to make our lives easier, so we do these short episodes now. Where instead of doing a top five each, we are actually got till five, where we do a top five together. Um, so one person has three, the other person has two, and the way we've decided this in the past is by a quiz. So Jesse won the first quiz. Uh, this is only the third time we've done this episode, by the way. If you're by just side. in, but, mm, there was one question in it. So Jesse won the first quiz, hosted by our lovely Nikki Collins from the Game Tool 5 podcast.
0: She did Uh, a terrible
1: job. Yeah, fucking awful. And then the following uh, show, I was able to um, take that because it was only fair. But now we're at an impasse, Jesse. So what should we do for this episode to decide
0: who gets three picks and who gets two? Well, I've worked very hard today, Max. And I've um, worked out, I've basically done a WrestleMania-themed quiz, five questions all Wrestlemania themed. I'm going to ask you those questions and you get anything less than all five right. Hang on.
1: When what? we spoke earlier, you said, <laughs> when we talked earlier, Jess was like, you've just got to get, see, we pretended this is like off the cuff, but it's not. Earlier he said, you just got to get three questions right
0: and then you can have the three picks. And then it was like, no, you've got to get four right. Now it's fucking five. No, it's not. All right. Well, no, we'll keep it as four. So you're allowed to get one wrong. You're allowed one pass or one fuck up. But you have to get the other four right. And if you don't, um, I get the three. Okay? Does that yes. seem fair to you?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. am
0: nervous Because what if you? the first question I get is wrong... Well, yeah, then it's proper pressure on, isn't it? Um, so I feel like these questions, please correct me if you think I'm wrong. I think these are really good questions. These are the sort of questions that you would hear on Mastermind if you said my specialist subject is WrestleMania. Like, they're not super hard, but they're sort of obscure enough. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I've, um, I've put more effort into this than anything else I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Or certainly anything I've ever done on this podcast. So I'm ready for this. I'm still so aware. This is annoying me because I feel like I'm a bit flat. And I'm not deliberately trying to be like that. It's because of the way we're recording. And I know that if I get too loud and excited, it spikes. And that makes a job for you. So if anyone thinks I'm being a bit like monotonal, blame Max for being a shit editor. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for sending <laughs> the hate my way. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, okay, um, are you ready Are you ready for the quiz? Are we just going to dive straight into it?
1: I think so. You know, build it up. There's going to be music playing underneath. It's all going to kick off. So, you Is know. there? Are
0: you going to put music. Can you put um, The Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music behind it?
1: Uh, for licensing, no. I'll put the. Of course you
0: can. No, I can't. What? But we're talking over it. By um, proxy, oh, yeah, that with the makes bed. it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it not a problem.
1: Okay. If I can find just. An instrumental version of "Who Wants to Be a
0: Millionaire" without Chris Tarrant talking over the top. It will yeah, you happen. will, you will, because there's video games and stuff. Ah, good point. There's, yeah, you're fine. Um, Jesus, I should do your job. You disgust me. Okay, please um, do. Okay, um, my name is Jesse Beds, and this is "Who Wants to Have All Three Out of Five Got Till Five. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, if you could sync my doodle doo doo with the thing, I would appreciate. Will you take that. back everything
1: you've ever said about my editing?
0: If you could, if you could sync that perfectly, that would be absolutely yes. I will. I will um, spread your, your editing far and wide. Thank you. Not a euphemism. Cool. Are you ready for question number one? I'm ready. Lay on number five. Number five. Question number five. Well, it's question number one. Let's go up just for a change. Sure. Um, question number one. Um, The very first WrestleMania was headlined by a tag team match. Can you name all four competitors in the tag team match? Ooh, okay. Um, Fuck, it was...
1: Hulk Hogan and and Mr. T. Correct. Roddy Piper.
0: Yes. Um... Piper. We're, looking, we're looking for Roddy Piper's tag team. <laughs> <laughs> it's not <helping>. uh, uh, <laughs> Paul Orndorff. Paul yes, okay. Well done. That is um, one out of five. Muhammad Ali was also involved in that. He was involved in that. For a bonus um, bit of fun, what was he doing? Uh, he was the timekeeper? He was. Well done. Very good. Um, okay. Um, question number two for the next victory. <laughs> 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 you had to <laughs> save
1: for like for £200. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. You're safe, can... the money's yours, you can walk away.
0: Why did they get rid of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It was a really good show. Apparently right, that it's was back, a... like Jeremy Clarkson hosts it now. Oh, for God's sake, we don't want that. <laughs> Britain's falling apart. Do you remember when, when we were at Bobby's birthday? Um, did you stay up with us when we were watching classic Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I don't think so with Pippa and that and it had um, Eamon Holmes was um, on it it was like a celebrity one for charity and um, oh, Eamon yes. Holmes yes. and he was really panicking and like he'd um, and it was um, it was all timed the whole thing so because they were like getting through people for charity every question had like a 30 second timer and he had like a nervous tick of just going stop the clock stop the clock <laughs> <laughs> like all the time <laughs> it was really funny um, anyway question number two um how long to the nearest minute did Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart wrestle in overtime after their 60 minute Iron Man match ended in a draw? Oh shit, um. That was 60 minutes went to overtime. <sighs> We're looking for to the nearest minute. It's, was it
1: like 61 minutes that he pretty much just hit the switch in music and then that was it?
0: So, you're going for an extra one minute? Yeah. Is that your final answer? My final answer. Two minutes max, I'm sorry. They wrestled an extra one minute and 52 seconds. Oh, come on. So, that makes two minutes the nearest minute. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but that's a bastard of a question. This is come why. On. This is why I couldn't. This is why I couldn't do Who Was Julianne Hare really? actually because I'd lose my temper. <laughs> I Am start. I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> we'll fight you. Um, so you've made your one mistake, buddy boy. So I've got to get the next three questions right. The next three questions. Okay. I'm going to take my time
1: with these. I'm not going to have you rush me.
0: Okay. No, I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing.
1: Lay it on me, Chris. Also, when you no, watch. <laughs> this is going to be about who wants to be for this, um, this podcast you know when you like watch them on challenge and stuff like the old episode reruns and, and that kind of thing and when the episode kind of ends and someone's halfway through a game and it's getting good and then the clacks and sounds and they have to end and they're like tune in tomorrow to see how they get on and because it's like random on Dave and challenge and stuff you
0: never find out No, you never know what they did. Uh, But, yeah, it's a shame. Um, I agree with you. It's, yeah, stupid layout, really. Um, There was a period a few years ago that UK TV gold, before it became Dave, um, was showing classic EastEnders from, like, the 80s and that, and that made me irrationally happy. Um, It was good, though, um, seeing sort of classic Dirty Den and that. Um, Okay. um, (laughs) Question number three. Um, who defended the United States title the first time it was defended at WrestleMania? Oh fuck off, Jesse! <laughs> What's wrong with that? that is, is... Think about it. Take your time and think about it. Okay.
1: Uh, are we talking like the original iteration of the US title, like WF? What that never existed. So, okay, so we're talking about when when they bought it in post two thousand three. Yes. Okay. So
0: post 2003, that would be. Everyone listening is screaming the answer at you right now.
1: I don't know why they're screaming the answer
0: at me because it's not that fucking obvious. It really is. Is it?
1: I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna give you a clue. It also it was also the WrestleMania debut of one of the biggest stars of all time. Oh. Okay. So wait. Let cl- say the question again, just so I can clarify it. Who defended the US title the first time it was defended at WrestleMania? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is it? This is this is a good question, mate. This you is can't a, have a go question. at me. No, it's a great question. I'm not. I'm not denying that. It's. Uh, it's just a case of. I'm. A, I'm having to think because, like, I want to say Big Show because he defended against John Cena at WrestleMania 20. Is that your final answer? Yeah.
0: You are correct. Well done. See? What confused you about that? Because I suppose the US title know. sort of feels like it should be older in WWE, doesn't it?
1: And it kind of is, because there've been like iterations from like WCW and NWA, that kind
0: of stuff. Yeah, but never defended at WrestleMania. There you go. There you go. Okay. You're gonna hate you're gonna hate this question. Oh man. Okay. Question number four. Feeling loose. At WrestleMania 19, Undertaker was played to the ring by Limp Biscuit, using a filling guitar player as Fred Durst had fallen out with Wes Borland at the time. From what band did Limp Biscuit borrow his substitute guitarist? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) At WrestleMania 19... Yeah, I got the question, mate. (laughs) This is a WrestleMania-themed question.
1: Okay. Um. Yes, it is a um WrestleMania film question. Um, fuck.
0: Do I get Do I get a clue on this one? Because this is obscure as shit. Um. It is another well-known new metal band from the same era. Um. They. Recently announced a tour with Slipknot. Mm, okay. I was going to maybe say Slipknot, but
1: I won't pick Slipknot then. Uh, whatever new metal bands were there that were popular? There was like the Stur- no, no one was Disturbed. No, oh, not likes Disturbed.
0: On the same kind of level as like, Limp Biscuit and S- Yes. Their name rhymes with my favorite thing. Corn. <laughs> yes, well done.
1: <laughs> I had corn on the tip of my tongue, and then when you said that, I went porn.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> final question number five. Okay. Um, uh, by the way, do you know the name of the guitarist from Corn? I do know uh, His name is Monkey. Is it- uh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Monkey with a U, mind? Um, and that doesn't um, make oh where the O's meant to be yeah 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 I thought he
1: was an idiot and put it where the U's meant to be (laughs) monkey (laughs) monkey
0: monkey with a U just unky um okay final question you need to get this right to get your three out of the five if you don't get it right you're an idiot ready It's more your bragging
1: rights I'm upset about. I don't give a shit about having the free. Yeah, I know. Hey, I think these are good, good questions. These are great questions,
0: by the way. Well done. Thank you very much. I think I found my calling in life. Um Okay. WrestleMania two was famously performed in three separate venues across America. In what states were the, these three venues in? Oh, shit. Um, I know...
1: Chicago was one, so Illinois. In what... Yeah, Illinois. Illinois. Okay, that's one out of
0: three. Uh, New York was the other one. Correct. The last one, Max. Oh, shit. The third state, WrestleMania 2. I Is don't it? know if it's California or Texas.
1: Uh, I guess if they're covering, like, time zones. I'm gonna say Texas. Final answer? Final
0: answer. Max, nah, it was California. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> I'm so sorry, you were so close. When you said, because you know more about American Times than me, when you said um, about that, I was like, oh my god, like he's done like mass shit to work it out, and then you just said the wrong answer. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because I guess Chicago's <laughs> going to
1: be central, same as like, t- ah, that was stupid of me. I should have taken my time.
0: Ah, well, there you go. Well, I am proud of those questions. Uh, I think I'm a very clever boy. And um, you're, you're, you're wrong. You got um, three out of five. Not, not a bad going. Not a bad, not a bad going. I didn't expect you to get Paul Orndorff.
1: Yeah, no one ever remembers Paul Orndorff. No one never remembers Paul <laughs> 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 Orndorff. Orndorff remembers. <laughs> uh, so that means that when we do this top five, Jesse will have the pleasure of number five, number three, and number one. <laughs> <laughs> you were banking on that, were you? I was. With those questions, Jesus! I'm so um, we actually told the listeners what this top five. We haven't. Uh, so this, <laughs> they're like, "What the fuck are they playing it for? Who are these people? Where am I?" <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> um, this top five that we're doing this week, because uh, it's WrestleMania season, and we've done two WrestleMania shows in the past, but we've never done kind of an obvious one, where we're going to be looking at the top five WrestleMania pay-per-views. So these are the pay-per-views from top to bottom that are our favorites, that we think are like the best pay-per-views. So every match on the card, the whole thing means a lot to us. So uh, it's quite quite a difficult choice, really. Tis. Tis, tis, tis. Wazzle. But here's a drop so we can get started on this biatch. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready?
0: Oh hell yeah! You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me, he didn't just say that.
1: and probably um, that there was, was
0: the Yeah, I still prefer the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music if we were going to have a like crossover episode where we had to say crossovers it would be Chris Tarrant themed we should do a no that wouldn't work because if someone mess, messed up in the first question it would just be the end of the podcast but I was going to say we should do a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire version of like just a wrestling Who Wants to Be a Millionaire I'm sure we could make that work somehow. could maybe do it as a bonus one or something. Or make, do it with, like, if we get the girls involved or something. No, because they don't know anything about wrestling. <laughs> we need, we need, um, need friends. No, maybe the girls could do a game-themed one, and we could do a wrestling-themed one. And it's all right if one of us, like, mucks up early, because then um, someone else will take the mantle sort of thing.
1: That's true. And if you do the Chris Tarrant posturing of... Um... Are you sure? And then you like, let the music settle down. That's a good thirty minutes of content right there. It is, and even... we can
0: throw to adverts, and it would be okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. And phone a friend. Yeah, po- poll awesome. the audience. You and me, <laughs> Jesse. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll work cool. on a full full quiz episode because that that could work. But uh, for now, um, this is going to be a difficult top five because me and Jesse. Of growing up watching wrestling together, and we always kind of watch WrestleMania together, so we have the same favorite WrestleManias. Yes. So when we were talking about this earlier, it's pretty much just a race to whoever can say it first. And yeah. um, Jesse's just won that race, so uh, luckily I have five back, like five to pick from, oh, so it should be covered. <coughs> so um, Jesse,
0: my boy, what is your fifth favorite WrestleMania? My fifth favourite WrestleMania is the most recent WrestleMania I actually enjoyed top to bottom. That would be um, WrestleMania 31. Yep, that's in my list. Of course it is. We watched it together. Um, I'd taken a bit of a sabbatical from wrestling at the time. Um, I got back into it. You helped me get back into it, actually. You showed me some NXT. Um, We had some friends around, didn't we? Had a bit of a WrestleMania party. Um, It was good times. Um we dressed in I think didn't we we all painted our faces as wrestlers but dressed in like shirts They're all smart. I can't exactly remember why. It was a weird mix. But I <laughs> um I was Finbala, you were Sting, um I Louisa think it was, was, oh, no, I was Wolfpack like... Sting.
1: Yeah, and then Cromie was Kane. Cromie and... was Kane.
0: Cromie did an amazing I was gonna so... say yeah, so Cr- Crummy, um is a friend of ours, and he actually listens to this sometimes, so we should be careful what we're oh, saying. No, but um, but crommy is uh, one of my best friends. I love him to absolute pieces. But um, if I had a gun to my head and I was asked what he'd be really good at, like, painting wouldn't be one of the things I would say. And so the fact that he sort of just we all bought face paint and he didn't particularly want to get involved and he just begrudgingly went into the bathroom went alright fine if everyone else is doing it I'll look more stupid with my face not painted and then like ten minutes later he comes out with the most perfect cane mask painted onto his face you've ever seen yeah. and it was really it was really funny because it was so good like no one was expecting it to be the most amazing cane mask in the world and it was just his
1: attitude of like fucking done it now <laughs> there you go yeah, and we were just like so nice. crummy <laughs> And when we talk, this is like Attitude Era Kane, where it was like the flame across the faces and stuff. It was beautiful. It was amazing. He's like a wrestling Van
0: Gogh savant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just brilliant. It couldn't have been more perfect, and it was hilarious. Uh, um, anyway, um, yeah, it was a fun night. I mean, and I think that, as much as anything else, made me enjoy this WrestleMania because when I think back, I don't think I've rewatched any matches from this WrestleMania. There's no matches that were five star classics, nothing's particularly stood out to me. It was just the pacing of the show, the um like I guess suppose all the matches were good enough and they were all quick paced. Um the Ronda Rousey rock stuff was entertaining. It was just it was just a really good the, the fact it was light and outside made it feel different and that had a really nice vibe to it. It and it sort of just started to get dark as the main event was happening. That was really cool. Brock Lesnar had his big match beanie on, which is always my favourite um, and watching it with you guys was just really, really nice atmosphere. And the whole Seth cashing in at the end. Normally, like when you stay up in England and watch a WrestleMania, it's like five in the morning by the time it's done. You're exhausted. But the Seth cashing in thing and stuff, just we were all pumped. Do you remember we all had like a big wrestle on the bed afterwards because we were just so <laughs> <Not> euphemism. <pumped. infamism. laughs> that was another thing. we were all having a wrestle on the um, wrestle on the bed. And it was all like good harmless fun. And Kromi comes in, takes his shoe off, and throws it straight at my head. <laughs>
1: He he right right. You know this. You know what happens when we wrestle, there's things, no Things go serious very quickly. He's a spot monkey. There's no like slow
0: build up. He just throws a shoe at your face.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> why I always enjoyed wrestling, crommy there's, there's no fucking about. Yeah. Um, but you're right. We were just so hyped. It was like six o'clock in the morning. We we're like, fuck yeah, let's let's do
0: shit. <laughs> we just gotta do. We just, we just had to release that energy because the Seth Rollins cash cashing. Just got us going. We Got oh. our juices flowing. Oh, I love that. So the WrestleMania is on my list.
1: So for my picks, I'm not actually doing, talking about the, ev- I will talk about the event, but people kind of know what happens and we've talked about these WrestleMania's quite a bit, but I found some interesting facts about these manies you might not know about. Oh. So for WrestleMania 31, this might not be a shock, but like the reaction I find really funny. So everyone was really shocked that Triple H was going over Sting, as were we all. (laughs) It was just absolutely baffling. You (gasps) had DX versus NWO. So when they were doing rehearsal before the show, um, Triple H was laying out the finish of the match. He was like, okay, so we're going to do this and this, and then I'm going to go over. and." An interview with Scott Hall claims that he turned, looked at Hogan, and both of them were just flabbergasted. And Hall was surprised that Sting agreed to come in without any assured
0: victory. And it it just baffled everyone that Triple H went over. It was ridiculous. I can't remember if I've said it on the podcast before or just joked about it with you, about how I like the idea of, like... Everyone treated Sting like a fucking king, like Vince giving him a big hug when he turns up to the stadium and like all the wrestlers backstage and stuff, like they can't do more for Sting. Then he goes out, he jumps to Triple H and then when he comes backstage, like everyone's ghosted him. <laughs> There's just no one around. Like, we have no talked one's about this on the podcast, him. it's one of my favourite bits of just And <laughs> he <empty. can't> find... <laughs> it's, the whole place is empty. And Vince's he can behind even, a chair. Yeah, he, he, he can't even get out. He has to like force open a fire escape to leave. <laughs> <laughs> <mousey> face paint <laughs> Sting on. Just, yeah just like has to leave oh funny. Love that's it. something um, that, that story i came up with that um because i heard a story um from noel gallagher of all people and he um years and years ago he um presented he's a massive smiths fan right and he presented a achievement award to morrissey and um and so he gave it to Morrissey. he roasted his speech, there, and Morrissey and his people sort of left the stage, and Noel Gallagher left as well, and then Morrissey and his people started walking down a bunch of stairs, and Noel was like, oh, we must be going somewhere like special and fun and secret. So Noel Gallagher started following Morrissey and his people And he walked out And they walked all the way down these stairs Out of a fire exit Morrissey and his people just got in a car That was waiting there And they just drove off and they left <laughs> And Noel Gallagher was just standing there And the fire escape had closed behind him So he had to walk around And go back in the main entrance again <laughs> To get back to the Brit Awards <laughs> What a prick. But what a lovely prick <sighs> Morrissey is. Yeah, I like that story. Maybe uh, really
1: happy. Second quick fact, uh, Seth's cash-in was super last minute. Uh, so Michael Hayes called Reigns, Lesnar and Rollins, Paul Heyman into a room during the Rock and Rousey segment and announced that Rollins would be do- doing the cash-in for Money in the Bank and winning the bout. Um, and also an interesting side fact is Lesnar signed his new deal just a week earlier um, and he was like, Maybe Rollins will win, but probably not. You'll probably walk out with the title,
0: and then during the segment, they were like, "Yeah, Rollins is cashing in and winning." Yeah, brilliant. Lesnar saved that WrestleMania by um, by resigning that because um, the builder was so flat. Do you remember the go home moment before WrestleMania? Was the tug of war over the belt between Roman and Brock, like a couple of fucking children. And it was like, ah. Uh, and if Brock hadn't signed that deal and everyone knew he was leaving, that match would have just been... It would have been what the Roman-Brock match was last year. Was it last year that it happened? And, yes. And it, it was just awful. Whereas, as it happens, everyone knew Brock was staying. Everyone hated Roman. They just really enjoyed watching um, Reigns get thrown around like a little bitch, and then yeah. we got the bonus ending of a sort of smart favorite actually um, winning the belt, which is brilliant.
1: And that match was meant to be ten minutes longer, but because the Ronda and Rock segment went so long, they had to cut
0: it to, down to seventeen minutes, which is absolute was the perfect length of time for that match. It was great. It's actually I I, I really enjoy. I said I haven't rewatched anything from this mania yet. That is one match I have rewatched just because I think. The 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 way Brock dominates Reigns in that match is it's Japanese. It's what I enjoy from wrestling. Just watching big sweaty men just th- throw men on their head
1: basically. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And final fact Daniel Bryan became the first man to win the world IC and tag title matches on the Mania main show. So the first person to ever do that. Uh, it would have been The Miz but Miz uh, won the tag bouts on the
0: pre-show. So ah. Daniel Bryan is the first to win all three titles. There we go. And I wonder if, um, I don't know for a sh- fact, is there anyone else who has gone from main eventing a WrestleMania to opening it the following year? Um, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you confidently, but doubtful. No, but it's yeah, it's quite a, quite a leap, isn't it? It is, it is.
1: Lovely. That's a solid number five there. This is not going to be a short episode, but I love talking about WrestleManias because there's so much to them. <laughs> We've already done a whole episode of Who Was to so Millionaire. <laughs> you get your money's worth on this one, people. Uh mine comes from my the number four pick, um I think I wanna steal one from you just just, just to make myself feel better, is WrestleMania nineteen.
0: You are a prick. I yes, a prick. but I, I knew we knew it would be in there, we knew it'd be in there. I fucking love WrestleMania nineteen.
1: WrestleMania nineteen is such a Seattle. um not underappreciate WrestleMania because I think people do, but it was so dodgy as a wrestlemania because this was like <laughs> when the attitude era was cooling off you had all of these new stars and it was like the old stars kind of still there um but it was yeah we was on a definite cooling off period and this is re-
0: the carniest of all manias in my opinion
1: oh really yeah <laughs> so yeah wrestlemania 19 kind of like bolstered this back up with just i can't think of a dud match on that card
0: um no you're right um the uh, match of the night was obviously um, the Miller like catfight girls. Of course. Um, of in course. the pillow fight. Um, yeah, you're right. Every match was good, wasn't it? In I mean, its own way.
1: Yeah, in its own way. Like, I'm not saying these are like five star classic WrestleMania moments. You had Big Show and A Train against Undertaker, for God's sake, but they were entertaining and they were fun um so i'm, I'm just gonna rattle off some facts for you here so john cena was very popular at the time with his like rap gimmick and that was going on with all of his like you know shooting the shit wearing his throwback jerseys and all that kind of stuff he was to capitalize on this and show it to a larger audience he was gonna do a rap battle against the, the very famous wrestler uh, sorry the rapper fabulous who did the
0: song can't deny it are you familiar Fabulous. Um, I am not familiar. I've actually heard rumours, maybe this isn't true, that initially he was going to have a rap battle against Jay-Z, but I think... Jay-Z pulled out very, very early on. Well, yeah, and then they got Fabulous, because obviously not a big name. And... Why are you pronouncing it like that? How's it spelled?
1: F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Fabulous. Yeah, I can see that. All right, carry on. Um, But the rapper got into some hot water. He got, like, several arrests in early 2003 and then had, like, an unlicensed handgun. um, And the most recent arrest took place. very,
0: very out of character for a rapper. I know, right?
1: I was quite shocked. And it happened within, like, a week of WrestleMania. So uh, they had to kind of... Even though nothing happened from it, they eventually did pull him from it. Um, And then there was a, like mocking freestyle volley where cena mocked a cutout of fabulous and <laughs> uh jay-z on the saturday night heat pre-show um to kind of do a nod of just like it didn't happen but he still had
0: something to do but it would have been on the main main show of wrestlemania well that's quite something i'm sort of glad it wasn't um i think <laughs> cedar's opening um wrestlemania moment should have been his match against the big show at 20 it was great yeah um Yeah, Mania 19, um, the opener, Shannon Moore um, with Matt Hardy, wasn't it? Um, Or no, sorry, Matt Hardy with Shannon Moore, I should say, against um, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio's first ever Mania match, that was. Yeah. Um, Do you think he'll make this Sunday, by the way? Uh, The ankle injury?
1: Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Is it kayfabe, is it not? Well, with Rey, it's probably, like, legit, because the man is dust at this point. Yeah. So, I hope so. I'd love to see Rey and Joe go at it, Um, but if Rey isn't able to do it there's a lot of great people that could fill in and, and do it for him um, there's rumours of John Cena having an unannounced match this Sunday so John Cena versus Samoa Joe
0: I'd be very happy with Joey Samoa yeah that'd be good Und- Undertaker's no Undertaker's not doing anything is he he's no. um, he's with um, All In or um, AEW he's doing something with them it's near podcast or something doing something um, weird the yeah. um, okay, second sorry. fact
1: is um, the Roddy Piper incident. So when Roddy Piper came back at uh, interfering in the Hulk Hogan Vince McMahon debacle that was going yeah. on, it he was, was a fat fat boy. He was a fat fuck. It was Bruce Pritchard's idea to bring in Piper, and this is an interview with uh, Bruce Pritchard that Piper made them aware that before they called him back in, he taped a HBO Real Sport interview. And in the piece, he openly discussed the deadly drug culture in the business. It's now that famous um, bit where he says, let's be honest, I'm not going to live till I'm 65. And in turn, yeah. he did end up dying when he was 61. He told the WA about this, and he's like, I-, I slagged you guys off, I'd love to work with you, but, like, I talk shit for real about <laughs> you. And they're like, no, 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 it's cool, you know, just come in with a lead pipe and you'll have this amazing run and stuff. So the interview didn't actually air until June 2003, so after WrestleMania... Um, But the stupid W.E. carny thing about this, Piper was released from the company due to that interview, even though he warned them that he did this interview.
0: Yeah. I mean, he warned them that he did this interview according to Roddy Piper, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I told you guys. uh, I love Roddy Piper. uh, But the man's not above um, not above the business, he knows how to weave a tale. This is true, and
1: uh, the final fact we always like to talk about Kurt Angle's frug neck, so I thought I'd get a frub neck fact <laughs> in there.
0: Um, his head just hanging by his elbow.
1: <laughs> so, we've said many times that um, going into this match, Angle had so many serious spinal issues that he should not have been wrestling in this match. Um, those pains got even worse a month before WrestleMania, and he needed surgery like at no way out um so there was talk of altering the main event and Vince wanted to pull it he was like Angle you're not fit to wrestle we're going to pull it you'll lose the bout to Lesnar in 30 seconds on Smackdown and we'll just come up with someone else uh so Angle in an interview said that he was going to go along with that plan but later insisted on doing the match because of his neighbor's son a child with Down syndrome who was so excited to see Angle wrestle that he just couldn't let him down so he uh continued he said Vince I gotta do it for the Down syndrome
0: people let me wrestle <laughs> and one year later Eugene debuted (laughs) okay pal but uh, I'm going to need one of them
1: so uh, yeah Um, but then he did that really crazy spinal surgery that took his recovery from like one year to three months which probably should have taken a year
0: in hindsight that's good that Down Syndrome kid um, whenever he emulated Kurt Angle do you think he would do the Special Olympic (laughs) Slam I'm not going to answer that
1: (laughs) Uh, so, like, at work and stuff, everyone knows I'm a wrestling fan, and, and a lot of them are kind of into it as well, and and they'll talk there about it, and they'll, just being polite. and they'll ask me, their knowledge actually surprised me today, but we were talking about, like, different things about WrestleMania coming up, and then we got into the topic of Brock Lesnar, and then one of the guys just goes, wasn't there a bit where, like, Brock Lesnar beat up a guy with one leg, and then pushed him down the, <laughs> the stairs in a wheelchair? And it's <laughs> in that moment that you really have to question your fandom, where you have to defend your passion to a room of people are going yeah, yeah, that happened.
0: Someone someone posted that clip on Facebook and just put um, put a tagline underneath it saying, when Brock Lesnar is your make-a-wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was quite amusing. Terrible, terrible.
1: Um, but great Wrestlemania except for uh, Triple H, Booker T which uh, still, oh, yeah. still good burns match, deep though, on myself. But yeah, great terrible,
0: match. Great match. Terrible, terrible um, finish. Uh, uh, Triple H spent like half Of the whole show Going over to him to pin him after he pedigreed him Just completely burying Booker T After being racist to him for like Ages, the whole build up of that was um, Racist to Booker T And surely like The way storylines work in this civilised World is that person who's been Persecuted like that will win And become like the working class hero And rise up, but no, just gets completely Beaten clean and dicked on By Triple H Classic WE. Classic WE. Um, Brock obviously landing on his head from the Shooting Star Press is something that has to be mentioned when we talk about WrestleMania 19. Yeah. Um, and the footage of him backstage acting like a wild animal, which is just amazing to watch. Um, also, Stone Cold Steve Austin's retirement match, his last ever proper match. Yeah, and, which was um, very,
1: um, not unceremonious, because he did not want people to know, but it was, yeah, I loved that match so much, and, and the kind of after effect of it. Yeah, you
0: you watch it was so
1: much more like oh,
0: oh god! Yeah, the only person that knew was Jr. And when you watch that match back, you can tell you can tell that Jr. Knows because he's calling his fucking heart out for that. And every time King tries to make a stupid joke, Jr. Just cuts him off, and he's like, "No, we need to do this. Like, we need to do some serious fucking commentary on this, fucking which right. is pretty cool to listen to as well." Definitely.
1: Ah, oh, good mania. I might watch WrestleMania 19 instead of 35 yeah, this man. year. You and know Vince what... McMahon does a
0: leg drop off a ladder.
1: Yes. And then my most famous, it's almost like what's your favourite image in wrestling? One of them is Vince McMahon with the lead pipe as he rises up. And the camera's oh, yeah. like opposite the ring and you just see his like crimson eyes. Oh, Looking like Satan himself. That's like that's like Nicholas Winding Ratham
0: directorial shit right there. It is awesome. I always forget um, that Shane McMahon comes out at the end of that match to check on his dad. Do you remember oh, yes. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just a weird added element to that match, and and that's I think that's the first time that um, Vince was stretchered off holding his middle finger up. No, that was uh, that was against Shawn Michaels. No, he did it against Hulk as well. Did he? Yeah, definitely. He's done it twice. <laughs> it's a I'm good. Sure, beer. he has. It's a good. Yeah, beer. it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he has. Uh, Russ. I was trying to witness out math wise, <laughs> but I can't do uh- math good. Um, so, have we'll... you ever, sorry just quickly um, have you ever noticed that Vince McMahon um, d- when he does middle fingers he does not like Eminem yeah yeah that think, same sort of I think that's gangster, shit, shit, you know. yeah, right, gangster as shit yeah right gangster shit but he's a 60 year old man he was then it's, like, it's really weird well, like, v- Vince is many things but like it's just so weird. where did he pick that up from it's... I don't know anyway I mean, sorry Vince is on. very
1: like he's worn a do-rag before he's dropped the M-bomb quite casually on live television I reckon he's a massive Eminem fan
0: yeah, quite, quite. Yeah, quite, okay. I'm, um, I'm gonna back that, and I like the idea of it.
1: Love it, love it. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So I was trying to figure this out from a from a mathematical perspective. So when we first started watching WrestleMania, it was around like WrestleMania 17 to 19, um, and they always used to play because this was when they weren't ashamed of their history, and they'd always talk about like WrestleMania one being back in 85 and stuff. So when we kind of was first starting to watch it, that would have been. Um, 17 years that we would have kind of watched it now is it at the point that we've seen more wrestlemanias from that point wrestlemania 19 to now than there were from the first wrestlemania to wrestlemania 19 that is scary i think that's right and it upsets me yeah i think i think i think you're right i think you're right good math right there uh what's number three dear boy um, I'm trying to think,
0: you know, what I should make my number three. Yeah, it's, um, still, it's, it's a power game, this. It is. Um, see, I can go for something that I'm pretty sure won't be in your... Um... You won't have my number two, so I'm, I, I i can't steal any more from you. You won't have my number two. Okay. Um, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go for WrestleMania 20 then. Um, only because... This is actually, uh, this is the first WrestleMania that I ever watched live as it happened. Mm. Um, I was alone. <laughs> I, was, um, <laughs> I was sad. Um, I was 14 years old. I just moved into a new house and um, got Sky for the first time. So I was able to watch um, these things live. And um, I was so tired for school the next day. I remember like that was real sleep deprivation that I felt the next day. Um, but this uh, this WrestleMania, I believe, um, was the first WrestleMania that was five hours long. It was an extra hour than what previous WrestleManias had been. It might even have been four hours long. Whatever <laughs> it was, it was an hour longer than anything before, and people were complaining that it was too long.
1: <laughs> you um,
0: silly fools. You silly, silly fools. Now, WrestleMania 20, obviously, a massive reason I've picked it, is the main event of um, the belt going to a certain redacted gentleman that's very dear to my heart. Um, but uh, there's other, I think the the whole card top to bottom, again, the, the main event section was solid. We had Kurt Angle, um, Eddie Guerrero in what I think is a much forgotten match, which we've talked about before, which is a fantastic match and um, with one of the best timed and clever finishes I've ever seen. Yep. Um, we had Undertaker Kane, which wasn't anything to write home about, but we saw the return of Paul Bearer, which was brilliant, and the return of Deadman Undertaker, which was really cool as well, which is something I hadn't really seen as a fan up to that point because he'd always been a weird sort of bikery dude since I'd been a wrestling fan at that point so it was quite cool to see um, Deadman Undertaker even though it was supposed to be a throwback it was new to me at the time I think probably to you as well mm-hmm. I remember you um, I remember you took a picture of him to your hairdressers didn't you Max to try and get your hair just like um, Deadman Undertaker that's what we want thousands of people to learn <laughs> With the slick back, it was beautiful. Um, and um, what else have we got? Absolutely. Uh, Molly Holly Victoria, which is a very, very underrated women's match from that era. Um, uh, I'm working my way back here. We had the crazy tag team matches. Do you remember? They were like fatal four way tag team matches. They did yeah. one for the Raw tag and the SmackDown tag. Um, Too Cool won the um, SmackDown one, which was great. And the raw one, off the top of my head, I think it was Booker T and Rob Van Dam, who were tag team champions at the time, which was pretty cool. Who would have thought that? Going back a couple of years before, um, having you know big star from WCW and big star from ECW being tag champions. It's true, um, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Um, And we also had Evolution against the Rock and Sock Connection. Oh, great match! A tease of what a Ric Flair Rock. (laughs) program could have been which this is like the only time they're ever in the ring together and it was amazing do you remember rick flair's people's elbow yeah you you- <laughs> 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 dancing all over him oh, so it was good. so good it was so good and this is back at peak orton this is a month before his iconic backlash match with cactus jack um batista was sort of finding his feet but um he was well he was in good company you know to look good in that match um, opened as I said With um, John Cena Winning the US title Off of Big Show In his Wrestlemania debut This is in Madison Square Garden And the fans Fucking love John Cena man. There was a time When John Cena Was over And people thought He was the coolest thing In the world Madison Square Garden Fucking lapped up John Cena uh-huh. Can you imagine That happening Like now Or you know It's, it's never happened again just But a great mania, man. I just think, top to bottom, um, it was a really good show because it was in Madison Square Garden. It had that feeling about it. Do you remember the tagline was where it all begins again? Yes. and um, The video so
1: package. Ha- or- yeah,
0: and it sort of had that feeling. And uh, we've talked about that before as well in the opening package where it ends with... Um, Vince McMahon, Shane, and Shane's child, baby, um, just all, like, just standing there. And the voiceover guy sort of says, where it all begins again, like, um, like Ron Berg indeed, like someone's put a question mark at the end of the (laughs) Where um, it all begins again. (laughs) Again? (laughs) 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 It's really weird, but that's always stuck with me. And and I think it was such a good show that Vince McMahon came out in the middle of it, out of character, and just said thanks to everyone. Do you remember that? yeah. It's like, it takes a lot for something like that to happen, I think.
1: It really does. It really does. Um, yeah, g- g- great WrestleMania. And I always remember me and Jesse went to our first uh, WE live show in Coventry. And um, after we got back, we just sat in my living room and we put on the uh, WrestleMania 20 DVD. And that was our, like, cap to the
0: evening. It was that, lovely, was a nice
1: it? memory I'm going to have. Oh, we um, were,
0: like, 15 years old then, and it's still, like, clearer in my head than what happened yesterday. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where
1: I am. Hard I have no idea what's happening. Uh, three quick facts then about this uh, WrestleMania pay-per-view. Kurt Angle, fruitneck, worked the WWE Championship match with numbness in
0: his fingers. Oh, God, you can see it as well. When he gets chucked out of the ring by Eddie at one point, the camera's on him, and he's lying there, and he can just see his hand twitching. like He's just desperately trying to get feeling into his arm it's um, quite harrowing exactly and this is when he kind of sat out and was the inter- interim
1: general manager uh, yeah a Big for, like, Show fucking gorilla pressed him off of a like balcony do you remember yeah. so, and he had like yeah. his broken leg which was over a suit trouser. it was very weird, <laughs> very didn't, weird. You t-
0: didn't you tell me that's when you realised wrestling wasn't real that might have been the, <laughs> it was the that, turning like, point <laughs> that was the glass shattering moment when you saw a man with a cast over a suit
1: <laughs> I can suspend my d- disbelief so far Jesse but suit etiquette Is the line that I draw. I
0: (laughs) just don't know what to believe in anymore.
1: Second fact, you mentioned Paul Bearer was there um, for Undertaker. W.E. paid for Paul Bearer. W.E. paid for Paul Bearer to have a gastric bypass surgery to convince him to return.
0: Oh, amazing. It didn't work.
1: He was up to £545 before this. And they were like... um, you can have the gastric bypass, and, um, and when he came back, he lost around like two hundred pounds overall. Wow! And all right.
0: I, I mean, he never he never looked slim.
1: Oh, never! I will say, but like to be that size is uh, he didn't carry it well. There's like big men that carry it well, and he did not. It's yeah. it was like he was wearing clown trousers the whole time. <laughs> you know, I love just it hanging in the middle.
0: I love it in that entrance where the pool bearers comes out, you know, it's great that he's back, and um, the camera's on him, and he just looks to the ring at Kane, and he just goes, you're no son of mine! <laughs> so good,
1: so good. <laughs> it's brilliant, it's just so good. And the final fact, this was the first WrestleMania to end with a submission. Was it? Yeah, Redacted made uh, Triple H tap out, that had never happened at WrestleMania before, no sharpshooters, no figure fours, it was the crippler crossface that was the first to do it. And the next one would have been Mania 30 with Daniel Bryan? Uh, in, with yet a very has been maneuver four WrestleManias that have ended with submission, two John Cena's STF, Undertaker's Hell's Gate, and Daniel Bryan's Yes Lock.
0: Right, okay. Yeah, I forgot about John Cena's STF on Triple H, wasn't it? Yes. Um, Yes. Um, Oh yeah, and another match we didn't talk about, um, Chris Jericho Christian, um, with Trish Stratus at ringside, when Trish turned heel and joined Christian. Really underrated match, that's a great match. Yeah,
1: and that was um, referee Tim White's last ever refereeing match.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. And Trish, um, do you remember the online, the, the, um, was it Tim White that would do all the suicide, the suicide videos? yeah, that's the one. And it was like, it was funny back then. <laughs> not, it doesn't seem that funny anymore, does yeah, it? Yeah, this was a weekly skit where someone would try to commit suicide because their career had ended and... Yeah, a referee would try to commit suicide every week and it was just done for laughs. Odd. Um, I think we've, I think we've evolved. Um, I'm not sure WE have, but we've done our best to. Um, uh, yeah, Trish Stratus and Tris as a hero. I think we've talked about this before as well. That's something I've never seen as a wrestling fan. Her being a proper, proper bitch, you know. She was always like, girl next door. I know she's Canadian, but to us Brits, seemed like that sort of proper American pie sort of perfect woman. Do you know what I mean? Oh, completely. And... Um, and then still I think the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life I stand by that and I think it's because she um, came, I I mean I wish literally but sadly not, came across me at a um, certain time of my pubescent um, puberty I don't know how to say it You were doing um, great until that moment (laughs) um, But yeah when uh, when she turned into an absolute bitch it was a whole different side of her character she did it absolutely amazingly and quite possibly awoke something in me and the fact that she did it with
1: Christian was, like, because her turning heel wasn't too much of a shock of, like, turning on one of them when she got into the ring, but the fact she chose Christian over Chris Jericho, that was the real, like, baffling moment. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Poor Birdman. Poor man. Christian. <laughs> Um, but yeah, great WrestleMania, and uh, no gimmick matches, nothing crazy, just straight-up wrestling, and, and it worked. Oh, and how could we forget Ultimo
0: Dragon at least setting himself on fire? It's our favourite thing to mention. <laughs> we, need to, we need to reiterate this every week. <laughs> Ultimo, the We want you to forget... There's many things the We want you to forget, uh, but I think the biggest one <laughs> is uh, Ultimo Dragon once nearly set himself on fire with his own entrance at WrestleMania 20. They edit it out of the network... Um, but, uh, I think they even edited it out of the DVD when it he came did. out, but I record, I videotaped it live as I was watching it, and I know it happened.
1: I feel like the Got Till Five tagline should be, Got Till Five, we remind you of the stuff WE wants you to forget. <laughs> and Redacted is always at top of that list every single week. Redacted,
0: Tim White killing himself every week, also a dragon setting himself on fire.
1: Gotta love it. Uh, number two is no shock to anyone who's a long-term listener of this uh, podcast. My favorite WrestleMania of all time, and for most people's WrestleMania Seventeen.
0: Oh, good. What am I going to do with number one then? Oh, really? Well, no. I don't know. Um, That's
1: shocking. I didn't think you would. Uh, you would lean that way. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I feel bad. I li-
0: no, I like it. No, go
1: for it. WrestleMania Seventeen. Okay, so like WrestleMania 17 is like one of my it's my first WrestleMania, it's, so it holds a very special place in my heart. Um, just the most stacked show you could possibly think of, and I've got some really fun facts for this one, but let's go through the car quickly. Um, Chris Jericho and William Regal, absolute stunner of a match. Yeah, um, brilliant match. Right to Censor and Taz in APA, that was a hard hitting. Right to Censor was so fucking annoying.
0: Uh, Yes, they were. um, It was China's last ever WrestleMania, wasn't it? She squashed Ivory, Ivory, who was part of Right to Center back then as well. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit showed me what technical wrestling was, and I went, ooh, I like this. I
0: like this a lot. Yeah, that was exciting, and that led to um, their 30-minute Ultimate Submission match at Backlash 2001, the following... Um the following month, which um is one of my favorite matches of all time
1: exactly um the hardcore champ one of the best hardcore matches in w e history Kane Raven and Big Show, where they just fight all over the Houston dome, whatever it 's called, and Raven goes through windows and there 's golf carts and it 's just fucking mental and I absolutely love that hardcore match
0: yeah it's brilliant that's and that's the one that um nearly um what am I saying um the power. Power in and he went out. Yeah, Raven was like so close to taking the whole power out of the greatest WrestleMania of all time.
1: God, oh, that would be amazing.
0: Um, oh, Iron Sheik beat Hill Billy Jim in the gimmick
1: battle royale because he couldn't take a bump over the top ropes. Only so reason he says he was.
0: he's he's got some he's got some cardi tendencies as well. He knew how to get himself over. <laughs> uh, and that's that's the um, last final final official appearance of Bobby Heenan on WWE television as well. Really, I never knew that. Yeah, because he commentated for it. Yeah. Um, Undertaker Triple H, which is apparently not
1: mentioned, you know, when they had the best of free series over those WrestleManias recently. WrestleMania 17 never gets mentioned, but it's one of the best matches those two have ever had, because it's just ridiculous. Mike Shinoda... <laughs> Mike, Mike you done, done that every before. fucking week. Mike
0: Shinoda, um, in the end it doesn't even matter. <laughs> okay. Remember my name, he sings a song about it, man. Huh? He does, he's, he's Linkin Park, man. He's half Japanese. He's not a referee. <laughs> so Mike... Oh, Kiyoda. No,
1: I'm just going to go for it. Mike Shinoda, who was guest referee <laughs> in this match. No, Mike Kiyoda um, took an elbow drop from The Undertaker and he was knocked out for 10 minutes and they just fought. It was just like a no-holds-barred match, even though it was a normal singles match. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and then we've got Shane McMahon and Mr. McMahon. We've talked about this match so many times on this podcast because it's just soap opera ridiculousness at its finest. It um, is. It's brilliant. Oh, it's beautiful.
0: Uh, TLC match. Which can um... you believe? Sorry, before we move on, the, the pop Linda McMahon gets when she stands up in that chair, and you think how like uncharismatic a woman she is, and like, but that storyline was so watertight, and it had been delivered so well that someone with just no presence whatsoever, like Linda McMahon. Can pop a crowd by standing up. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's just when you put it in terms like that, it's incredible.
1: And Jr.'s greatest call of she kicked him into grapefruits. Yeah, that Loved was good. It. Loved it. Um, well, probably a match that when we eventually do the matches you you show non wrestling fans, I feel like that's got to be one of them. That's a making or breaking moment. That match.
0: Oh, definitely. It's yeah, and I think the uh, yeah the. If you if you get get it you get it do you know what I
1: mean Yeah exactly. Uh, the TLC match awoken my love of wrestling. I, d- I think if that match hadn't happened I would have gone. Yeah that was fun. But that match oh that match oh uh, that cemented match. it. And
0: obviously Steve An Austin Edge um, Edge speared Lita for the first time but certainly not the last not the last. And
1: Stone Cold and The Rock which leads me nicely onto my facts here from the TLC side of things Spike got fucked up the most in that match so spike took the brunt of uh the punishment so when they were laid out barely on... there <laughs> i know but they were laid out on the the ringside tables the the famous shot where jeff hardy does the ladder swanton through both of them yeah edge did an interview that said uh due to the flip and the crash spike's front teeth got knocked out oh which is pretty like um okay it was a bit hard saying he got the most fucked up because like matt hardy got his head staple shut but um, <laughs> apparently according to Edge Spike's was way worse um, the other fact
0: Spike, Spike Dudley <laughs> used to be before he was a wrestler he was an English teacher I can see that <laughs> yeah you can sort of see it but imagine being one of his ex-students just turning on Dudley and he's like what the f-? I'm sure he wasn't called Mr Dudley, Mr. Dudley. <laughs> like what the fuck is Mr Dudley doing on- massive fan of Shakespeare as well, despite Dudley really? Fun- passionate, passionate about it passionate Passionate. passionate, passionate, passionate about man. Shakespeare wow,
1: I like this this is something I never knew until like, I was doing my research earlier, Shawn Michaels fire- was fired days before the event, he was originally going to be brought in on the show um, but by this point like he'd been retired for three years, he had no clout backstage uh, and he was invited to the March 26th show on Raw where there was going to be like this whole night that was the nitro simulcast and they were going to have plans with him, uh, that was going to make him come in. But he took some pills at the show and was a bit wonky backstage, let's say. And Chris Jericho tells the story that Michaels confronted him, um, when he was all drugged up and got in an argument with him because Jericho was dressed as Donk the Clown because right. he was doing a run in on William Regal as Donk the Clown. I don't remember why. And, um, Shawn Michaels went off at him for why he was dressed like a clown <laughs> and then, he, he, Shawn Michaels passed out in Vince McMahon's office, and uh, then Vince sent him home. And then, Michaels has said in an interview that it was Triple H that told Vince that Michaels was on drugs and he was all fucked up. And um, Michaels cursed Hamsley out for ratting on him, and the, do, the two of them didn't speak for a year. I Never knew any of that.
0: No, but they're besties now. They're besties now. Going and into the Hall of Fame
1: together. Exactly. And this is a fact you'll find interesting because this is like your main sticking point about WrestleMania 17. So Austin almost called an audible at the end of the show. So the reason for the heel turn was Austin felt that his like babyface gimmick had gone really stale, and he was like, let's turn heel and this will be the best way to do it, and we'll involve McMahon in it. Um so by the time McMahon had an Austin chair to be like the start of their alliance. Austin was like, actually, I've kind of got my mojo back. The crowd are really behind me in this. Yeah, I mean, it
0: te- turns out I'm in Texas. Who knew?
1: <laughs> this is the best match of my career. This is insane. Um, so he thought about calling it off right there and then, hit him at man with a stunner, and um, that could have put the edge back on him. So, like, he got the help, but really, fuck you, I don't need you. And uh, that was... Probably should have been the wise choice to make, but... In the end, he decided just to go with the man raising his hand, and Jr. saying he signed a deal with the devil, which again is just brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's iconic, and I do hate that he turned <sighs> heel at the end of that match, and I think it killed the momentum WWE had as um, the massive money making thing it was. Obviously, it's still doing very well, but it was like it was a different level back then. And um, this is the moment where it it just stopped wrestling, stopped being cool to the average person when Stone Cold turned heel. But um, despite that, over the next few months, we. Crazy paranoid heel Stone Cold Steve Austin was amazing. Like his promos and stuff, his backstage promos when he was like waiting for Vince to turn up in um, the limo and stuff. Do you remember that I King yeah, of the Ring 2001? Yeah. And he's like speaking to the security guards and stuff. He's like, can you, t- can you find out where Vince is? Tell-, tell Vince where he is. Tell him I love him. And. Uh, <laughs> It was great. It was just, those promos were absolutely brilliant. It was it's... worth it for that fact. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, but yeah, for me, always will be my favorite WrestleMania and uh, twelve matches, but didn't feel like it ran for for fucking ages.
0: No, no, it didn't. Yeah, it flies by. Actually, that show it's very good. Is this? Did Moahead play Triple H to the ring at this Mania? Was it this Mania? Yes, I think they did. When um, Lemmy just doesn't know the words to that song at all.
1: <laughs> uh, it's probably why he wrote the Evolution theme tune. Just started making it up and then that's where it came from. <laughs> but uh yeah, so so what is now gonna be number one?
0: Obviously, um, for our listeners, that's clearly number one, but you know. Yeah, 17 is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Um but um I will sort of come out of left field here. uh because this is about WrestleMania's we've enjoyed top to bottom, right? It's not necessarily about um them being incredible matches or anything. But anyone who watches WrestleMania twenty two and doesn't tell me that they had a good time. Um, I can't believe because top to bottom, WrestleMania 22 is mental. Oh God, yes, it's just Pizza a crazy, Gabriel, guys. It's a crazy Gabriel. show. Yeah. So for a start, so we we know we know what's happening. We know how strange things are going to be when Peter Gabriel is the theme song of it. It's nothing like. It's not a brand new tune. They're not promoting anything. It's just Peter Gabriel. Um, uh, so the um, Battle Royale on Free Show, which um, Viscera won. Um, yes. God rest his um, obese soul. Um, and again, I fully believe that Viscera won that for the same reasons as Iron Sheik, as he physically couldn't get over the top rope. Um, Big Show and Kane, underrated tag team. Remember when they were a tag team? Big Show and Kane. I do remember that was yeah. uh, Big Show's first WrestleMania win in seven years. It was or his only yeah. Um, it was, and uh, they um, retained the World Tag Team Championship against Carlito and Chris Masters, of all people. Opening match, right? Uh, it was the opening match. Um, then we had the Money in the Bank ladder match, which Rob Van Dam won and later used to headline um, ECW's one-night standing as John Cena, which is brilliant. Um, but my favourite bit about... We had to Benjamin doing crazy Shelton Benjamin stuff, which is always great with ladders bouncing around, being criminally underused at the moment with WWE. I love Shelton Benjamin. Um, Rick Flair was in it as well. Rick Flair was in Money in Bank and he got um, stretched off, and then drags himself back. And basically, it's like all these. So who's in it? We got Rob Van Dam, Bobby Lashley, Fit Finlay, Matt Hardy, Rick Flair, and Shelton Benjamin. So all, um, all like competent wrestlers um athletic wrestlers with the exception of rick flair <laughs> rick flair <laughs> is just like this old man getting destroyed by all these athletic young people which is pretty funny i know Fiddley's obviously getting on as well but he um he knows how to wield a shillelagh um jbl versus chris benoit was um a low point of this um of this show um not good uh, we had the hardcore match, Edge and Mick Foley, which is a crazy match, and it felt like the wrong era to have such a mental match in, do you know what I mean? It really did, and um, Edge
1: begged, uh, it was Edge's idea to do the spear through the um, flaming table, which I think is just mental, and it, it's, yes. to have that flaming table spot, as you say, just felt so out of place for where WWE was going, where it was at, at that moment.
0: It was crazy. And Mick wasn't happy with the match. He was like, oh, I could do better. And that's why he had like, the one-night stand match and turned heel and stuff. But it was brilliant. He's a real harsh critic on himself because that match is fantastic. Yeah, it, it's one of my favourite like matches
1: of Edge's because I'm a massive Edge head, as most people know. And the bit I always remember is when Edge does the spear Mick Foley reveals he's got the barbed wire and yeah, Edge yeah, yeah. gets the blood down his arm. Such a oh, good man. match.
0: He blades his arm. Yeah. And Lita
1: takes some insane bumps. Lita looks fucking smoking in that match. She does. And she I don't looks know. so good. This this awoke something deep in me where she got like the barbed wire in the mouth and the lip was cut. That was a dark day for me. Yeah, I'm. Um, any future part. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine me like in bed with someone and they're like, what are you into? And I just pull out Mr. Sucker with barbed wire. Like, don't think just... shame.
0: I'm just picturing this podcast being played in a courtroom one day as evidence, <laughs> and then that bit's going to be played, and you and me are going to look at each other in the courtroom and go, "For fuck's sake, <laughs> this is not going well." Um, the Boogeyman Man wow. defeated Booker T and Charml in a very short but very funny match. My okay. favourite bit of that is Booker T um, comes out and he's been he's been haunted by the Boogeyman and he's so freaked out that his own pyro scares the shit oh, yeah. out of him. <laughs> <Do you remember? laughs> Just kind of sheepishly walking out. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this WrestleMania on. was random. <laughs> yeah. It was really random. We had um, Mickey James's WrestleMania debut. She defeated Trish Stratus for the women's title. That was a very, very good, underrated women's match. Licked figures. Um, Mickey. oh, yeah, that was a good moment. Um, yeah, the whole crowd in unison just basically turned into hooded figures. Like, we want you to les with her. <laughs> everyone went went a bit um, dark. But yeah, Mickey James—that moment is obviously fondly remembered by all of us teenagers. But um, away from that, it, you know, started Mickey James. I think is one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Oh, completely, and that and, match was um, fantastic. But con- that, continues that, to be. She's incredible. That is a moment that's omitted from WWE history. It's edited out. So uh, yes, but we remember. Duty- it? exactly we have it um the undertaker the undertaker the undertaker defeated mark henry in a casket match which sounds um pretty flat now but they'd actually done a very good job of building up mark henry as a very credible threat to the streak back then um so that was actually a bit of an edge of your seat sort of match and you can do fun things with casket matches because it's not like pin. you know you could so close to closing the, the lids and stuff um we had Oh, our favorite from yes. from that Undertaker match. Uh, originally,
1: Undertaker wanted to wrestle Kurt Angle, and You're was a full of the facts. Aren't I'm we? fucking nailing it today. And Undertaker was considering letting Kurt Angle end the streak at that WrestleMania because he wanted really? to have like a proper great match. They went on to face each other at No Way Out 2006 and right. had one of the best matches of the year, and it was just phenomenal. Um, but yeah, that could have happened
0: at that WrestleMania. Wow, that would have been interesting. The history books would have been rewritten. And we had our our favourite, um, Shawn Michaels, against Mr. McMahon oh, in a no-holds-barred match. The greatest
1: wrestling it, match of all time.
0: It's just, if anyone hasn't seen it, do yourself a favour and watch Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon at WrestleMania 22. It's just incredible. Minus the um, Spirit Squad bit. They could have done without that. Even Everything that's fucking funny pretty... because
1: when they fling Shawn Michaels up in the air, he goes flying.
0: Yeah, he does. He does go flying. Um, he uh, Shane oh, being handcuffed. Shane
1: was handcuffed, and then Sean's dancing with the kendo stick and hitting... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I might have to watch that match again.
0: It's so good. Uh, and as as we said, uh, when um, McMahon stretched it out, he's got the middle finger up again. Um, I, I'll need to check that, but I'm pretty sure that it does happen with the Hulk Hogan 19 match as well. Uh, but. Uh, what else? Uh, sh- we genuinely believed when we watched it live together that Mr McMahon might have died in the first minute of the match when the um, muscle and fitness framed picture was smashed over his head. He like he was having a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't think I've ever laughed
1: from, from the moment before that to the moment after that. Like, there's been some great, hilarious moments that we've shared. Even, like, away from you, I've never laughed as hard as that. I
0: I (laughs) thought I was going to, like, suffocate because I couldn't breathe. (laughs) It was was everything I love about wrestling was that moment with you, I think. Just how ridiculous it was. Um, that was great. Um, we had Ray in the triple threat with Randy Orton and Kurt Angle. Ray, um, flying the flag for Eddie Guerrero, who had passed away a few months prior. Um... Triple threat for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Rey Mysterio won it. The match was cut short, apparently. It was supposed to be longer, and it ended up only being 10 minutes long. Yeah, it was cut hard. It was meant to be 20 minutes, so they 50 of that bitch. And I'm sure, I'm looking at this, Shawn Michaels against Mr. McMahon was 18 minutes, so that might have had something to do with it. They made um, the right choice, let's be honest. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but I think it's great. I think it's a really good 10-minute match. It's, um, again, yeah. quite underrated. Um, uh, the, the Chicago fans didn't, like Ray that night, they wanted Kurt Angle to win. But um That's just it Chicago was... being Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Um it but it was yeah, it was it was a great match and great finish. I'd never Ray did a um proper um West Coast pop with a Hurricane Rana at the end on Randy Orton, which yeah, is pretty and Randy exciting. bopped on his head which is how he meant to do it and it looked pretty. <laughs> yeah, no, Randy Randy did what he was told well. Yeah.
1: Great great wrestling it's just so random.
0: Yeah. Um, John Cena Triple H. uh, So, this is when everyone was booing John Cena out of the building, right, in Chicago. And apparently, there was a very real feeling backstage of like, oh shit, you know, we've put a lot into John Cena. What are we going to do? This is new. You know, I mean, they've had it, they've got used to it with John Cena and they've dealt with it with Roman Reigns. But back then, this was a new thing. You know, a massive star who's just getting booed out of the building. That's never happened before. No. And it was like, shit, what do we do? And they ended up turning it into a brilliant um, marketing move, I think. But-
1: you know what, like, I I don't... I think you give W a bit too much credit there, because I feel like Triple H didn't help that situation in the sense of, when they started cheering the shit out of him, he loved it. He should have done his absolute best to get the crowd against him, and then back on Cena's side, but he was like, fuck it, let's do some DX suck it things, let's make Cena look like a bitch by throwing him outside, let's just... Let's just make the attention all on me in Triple he H fashion.
0: That, he did that a couple of years ago. Uh, people who think that Triple H has changed and Triple H is, oh, he's Mr. NXT, he's awesome, we love Trips. And it's like, no, nah, he's still got that streak in him. He, uh, do you remember a couple of years ago when he headlined against Roman Reigns? In the build-up to that match, when he was battering Roman Reigns, he did a crotch chop. And it's like, really? You're like COO or whatever you are at this point. And you're, 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 you've been put in this position to try and get Roman Reigns over. People have turned to you. And you're doing a crotch chart, which is like the most baby... Everyone fucking loves DX. That's the most baby-faced thing in the world to do, right? Like, what reaction did he expect from people when he does that? Absolutely ridiculous.
1: But it, it's it crazy. led to the first kind of um, the punch exchange where it was like, boo, cheer, but that was so
0: much fun the first time seeing that. Yeah, that was great. The entrances were good because it was um, Triple H's first King of Kings entrance and he looked pissed off dressed <laughs> as a king.
1: Yeah, like a um, dollar store designed entrance versus yeah, so yeah, yeah. like a couple years plastic. later it's when you like... had like Charlotte, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss and he had like the gold and it was just amazing looking. But exactly. and then you compare it to that and it's just... Here's a cheap bit of brown rug to chuck over your shoulders. It looked,
0: like, it looked like the sort of crowns and shields that you win from fairs in hook duck <laughs> <It does>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was wearing. And uh, then we had John Cena come out as like a Chicago gangster. And, he um, looked like so a pervert. He looked like a pervert because he's wearing the jorts, but he's got a long coat on so he just looks like a flasher. Um, with the fedora as well, um, with a bunch of other gangster-looking people, one of which is CM Punk, as we all know now. Um, and so the entrances were very silly and camp. And, um, yeah, the actual, mat just the Chicago fans just shitting on it. It was an absolute spectacle to watch live, going, Oh, my God this John Cena thing ain't gonna work and obviously we were wrong but it really felt like that at the time
1: no oh, it was just it was it was another fun Wrestlemania where it was like the main event you felt kind of jazzed afterwards because you'd never seen that before and afterwards it was like that was crazy and it was the same Seth Rollins feeling where it was like you were pumped after
0: watching it yeah absolutely it was just a mad mania just also, I mean, just covering all of that, again, with you now, just just puts it into perspective for me. Like, it was all over the place.
1: Oh, it was insane. And we've mentioned it before, but the, the fucking promotional poster and, like, the DVD cover is John Cena giving Booker T a bulldog. A Booker T, yeah. They didn't uh, even we... have a pro Like, no build-up. <laughs> even before that, like, they changed last minute.
0: Nothing resembled that. No, they never. Yeah, they never had a WrestleMania match together. They didn't have anything to do with each other at this WrestleMania. It's so everything about it is just so strange.
1: God bless you, WrestleMania. Uh, so, so those <laughs> are our five favorite WrestleManias. Um, my, my other two that I was going to put in there, I won't go through the facts and the cards and stuff, but would have been WrestleMania twenty-four. Obviously, Ric Flair's retirement. Oh just, yeah, um, Undertaker and Edge, great that main great event. match and. Uh, in the same kind of vein of, c- kind of completely fucking random, mainly for the promotional aspect of it, Wrestlemania 21.
0: Okay, they did, yeah, the, it was the Hollywood one, wasn't it? Yes. and uh, Yeah, they did
1: very well. Ric Flair on a donkey and Braveheart. Nothing gets better <laughs> than was good.
0: That. Booker T and um, Eddie Guerrero as um, Samuel Jackson and John Travolta in Pulp Fiction as well.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> quick side fact about Wrestlemania 22, there was going to be very close to being a, um, obviously before shit went down, but it would have been Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero, which would have just been, Oh, Oh, yeah. Such a shame that never
0: happened. Right. That we never got a proper, we got the odd match here and there, but we never got a proper big program between Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho as well. That's something I would have enjoyed.
1: Yeah. There there was a lot of stuff that, that never kind of got crossed over, which was a shame, but, uh, Those those are our, our five WrestleMania picks and who knows, this Sunday is WrestleMania thirty five and we might have to change our answer. Who I knows? I don't think so. I'm um, very excited for this WrestleMania, by the way. Um every card I think has potential to be great.
0: Yeah. Which
1: which is always risky because like when it has the potential to be great, it's normally shit. Yeah.
0: It's I've learned... to thirty one is the last WrestleMania I enjoyed. I've been bitterly disappointed after every single one uh since then. And um it's. I just. I can't do it. I can't do. I can't watch telly for that long. Sorry, I, I just don't. I don't think it's human nature to watch telly in one sitting for that long.
1: It's true. Well, you can hear our opinions on the WrestleMania show when we'll be appearing on our old faithful friend from the Great White North. I'm losing the ability to speak.
0: Great. I thought you were going to say grave then. Friend from the grave.
1: <laughs> the Great White North, Steve finger styles on that podcast we will be doing our annual going on to his show and doing our top five moments from the wrestlemania that we've just watched so keep your eyes peeled on twitter for that um and tune in because we don't often get to talk about current wrestling and it's a nice
0: change of pace that's good we'll do all the links on the twitters and that won't we so people can hear us talk about that with lovely old steve but where where is the twitter and
1: the websites jesse you can find everything on dot 5com excellent thank you so much for deafening me there uh, and <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks time with probably another short form episode because we're enjoying these even though this is fucking long this is going to be like this was an hour not, a while it's yeah but
0: yeah but we went um, we went overboard with the quiz i think
1: it's true and you know we're meant to have like one short one long so if this ends up being long people can get used to it. So
0: be it, it's worked out, fine. And when we get more interviews and stuff, that'll tack an extra half hour on everything, won't it? Exactly.
1: So thank you for tuning into this one and the last one. Uh, Thank you for your continued support. But please, spread the word of Got Till Five if you enjoy us. We'd really appreciate it. We we love getting new listeners and stuff in. So spread the word of Got Till Five and uh, Jesse will do a dance for you.
0: I will record myself doing a dance for you wearing a garment of your choice.
1: There's an incentive for you. Until next time, have a lovely WrestleMania weekend. Enjoy it for what it is. Take in the spectacle. Be a fucking fan, for God's sake, and don't be such smarky, critical bastards. Please and thank you. Agreed. Um, bye! Bye.